previously on Tales of Esperon. The two constables have this unconscious fellow. Um, the constable puts up his hands to try and stop you, and you just tackle this particular individual. You better yeah. back off yeah. now. Dial H for headbutt. What is he doing? What a mess. Yep. Torchlight flickers and moves deeper into the wood as the constable of Homestead follows the trail of our adventurers. Alayam, while you're asleep, you awaken in your bedroll and find yourself alone. You stand among the ruins of an abandoned village. Hello, is anyone here? And then further in town, you hear a scream. You make your way towards this scream and in the center of this ruined village, you see um, this massive birch tree. You see the tips of its branches are gnarled and pointed, um, almost reminiscent of like the claws of a bird. From within, you see a pair of eyes a bright and vibrant yellow. And you feel your chest start to vibrate as you hear a deep guttural roar. And this shadow quickly emerges to you and you jolt awake in the campsite. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Tales of Asperon. If you're new to this show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down at our desks, pretend to be someone we're not, and record it all to share with you. Then we put out an episode every other Friday. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. The best part of it all is that we have no idea what will happen next. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. This just means that sometimes we roll some dice to figure out what happens next in the story. Roll high? Great! Roll low? Uh, not so great. I wonder what will happen this week. Will they rob a bank? Save a child from a ravenous clown? Or meet an all-barred boy band living in a shack in the woods? Let's roll the dice and find out. Together. Tonight, our tale continues deep within the lush birch forest of the Whiteleaf Wood. A small pile of freshly clawed dirt rests beside an open burrow leading into the ground below. The stench of rot and decay overwhelm the senses as we see a small torchlight flicker from within this earthen tunnel. Deep within, we see the hunched form of a green kobold standing over a sack of items. Standing very tall at an astounding three feet, Clack leans over the dead and sickly bodies of his former allies. He quickly reaches down with his green-clawed hand and procures a small pouch. Coins jingle as he affixes it to his belt and begins to make his way up the rope swaying from the opening above. In a moment, the room around him shakes and rumbles and fear takes hold of him. He sits frozen, dangling above the corpses of his former friends. The sound of heavy footfalls rumble from the clearing above, then the room returns to silence once more. Moments later, Clack quietly peers out from this burrow to find the clearing empty, and he quickly dashes into the surrounding forest. 
At the tree line, his green-scaled allies await with a nervousness about them, hoping to reclaim something from their stolen home, afraid for the vengeance of the beast. Reunited, Clack procures a small, rough vellum map, stolen from a nearby camp just a few nights before, and uses his claw to draw a large, black circle around the clearing. Together, they take one last look at their now-abandoned home and begin their trek into the Whiteleaf Wood, hoping to find more scraps on their way out of this dreadful and awful forest. So the rest of your watch, is, watch passes without incident. Um, you're starting to feel yourself get a little bit tired. Um, it's probably time to wake somebody else up for their turn. All right. Thurbesh is going to stand up and walk over to the big hulking figure who is sleeping on the ground. <laughs> um, Tedward. Yeah. I believe it is your time to watch. Yeah, all right. Have a good one. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> I'm going to find that exact tree that I put the X, and I'm going to sleep, not not on the side where the sword is, but in front of it on the other side. Yeah, like, like on my the back campsite side? The X. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tedward, roll mm-hmm. me a perception check. Oh, boy. I don't have a very good perception check. It's book, minus That's what the book's two. for. Minus <laughs> two, my friends. <laughs> and my roll is zero. Oh my god, you rolled a, you rolled a one minus what? I rolled a two and I have a minus two, so it's a zero. <laughs> wow. wow. No, that that explains the attack on the guards. So your your watch goes great. I mean you're mostly just watching Silas the whole time. And he's Is out. it great or do I just think it's great? No, you think it's great. You don't see anything. Um I mean you don't even hear birds. It's just you and Silas. Um, occasionally Gosh. during the night, he kind of rolls around a little. And while you're sitting there, um, where's your book? It's doing what it's normally doing whenever I'm conscious. It's just flitting around, writing everything down. And if if you were to like read it, it would it would insist that while everyone was asleep, I like stealthily killed a dream demon that was trying to eat them or something. Okay, it's just making <laughs> stuff up. So you're kind of just watching in amusement as this thing is floating around the campsite, finding a new spot to sit, it's writing, scribbling, writing, and scribbling. I mean, and it's, it's gone beyond amusement. It's just a fact of my existence now. I probably don't pay much attention to it. Okay. Um, I'll remember that for future descriptions. Um, so this thing is just kind of flitting around the campsite, doing its own thing. And Silas yep. is sound asleep at your feet. Mm-hmm. You hear in the distance... Actually, your perception was zero. Say, are you sure? <laughs> you hear absolutely nothing. What is your armor clad? Uh, 14. You're sitting here, just kind of, your eyes are glazed over. You're not even paying attention at all. Um, and you feel <laughs> yeah. a quick breeze pass by your face. And you cool. hear a small rock impact on a tree in the tree line. What do you do? Okay. Tedward is not particularly bright. So as a rule of thumb, when something he thinks is unusual happens, he gives it a pass and waits for it to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so he's just going to look at it and be like, huh, rock. As you say <laughs> rock, another one zips out of the tree line way off base and just tears right through the, the leaves of the trees, maybe about 10 feet from you. Didn't even come close to impacting. I'm going to like 
turn to the the direction that's where I came from. Be like, hey, you cut that out. I need you to roll initiative. Uh, okay. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, natural 20. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. As you say this, one, can I get a perception check from everyone? Not you, Tedward, everybody else, because you're yelling into the woods. Um, a 10. How big are these rocks that are flying? 10. At me? A Not 23. Big. A 23. Okay, hold on one second. So, Haley, what did you get? 10. Okay, all of you jolt awake, kind of startled, as Tedward go- yells into the bushes. Can I pick up a well that escalated quickly scaled rock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you look around for a, a rock, like a big rock, and you find one. It's probably about the size of your head. Yes. I shot put it into the tree line. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as you're picking up this rock, you feel three quick impacts on your chest and your face as three rocks just <laughs> hit your face. You took 12 damage from that. Holy shit! (laughs) Are you dead? You made it sound like they were annoyances. Okay, I basically got shot. (laughs) Apologies. I forgot to mention that. My God. I have a a really nice black eye and a bloody nose and I'm missing a tooth. And then give me an attack roll with disadvantage. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So with disadvantage, so I roll twice and take the low one? Yeah. That's how that works? Well, seven is the low one. Okay, so you, you pick up this this rock and just hurl it into the bushes, and you hear a quick, followed by branches snapping um, as this rock kind of tumbles through the bushes. Um, at this point, can I get an initiative roll for everybody? 19. 15. One. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so next up in the order after Tedward throws this rock, um, Thurbash. You saw all this go down. Tedward just got hit in the face by a bunch of rocks. I'm going to leap to my feet uh, and run around the back of the tree. Okay, take cover. Good. <laughs> rip, rip the blade out of the ground that I jabbed it in. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to prepare an action if I see anything within my line sight, which I'm assuming because I actually haven't leveled up yet, so I don't have dark vision. Um, so if I can't see anything within my line sight, then it doesn't work. But if I see anything, I'm going to attack it with a, uh, I'm going to prepare a chill touch cantrip. Uh, okay, chill touch is a melee range or is, does it just make a spectrum? No, chill touch is 120 feet. But since I have a sniper, uh, it doubles. So I have 240 feet, but it's if I can see it. And since it's dark and I am a human, yeah, I can't, okay, you see it. can't see it. Um, okay. <laughs> So you stand there and ready your spell. Next up in the order is Haley. What do you do? Uh, I guess I stir. I look. I notice the book is floating by itself. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I try to see if I can see what, what's happening all around. Okay, give me a perception check. 11. 11. Okay. Um, with that, you kind of look into the tree line and you see the form of someone kind of move. They are, this person is very small, like maybe three feet tall. Um, mm. And on its back, you can see this kind of large wooden cage and they have like a stick. And from the tree line, a little tiny head pokes through the bushes. Um, it's very, it's canine-like. It has these two pointed kind of horns on the top of its head and a row of kind of sharp 
like alligator looking teeth. And this little lizard person pokes his head through the bushes and takes a quick look around and then pulls it back, like back into the bushes. What do you do? I will use Firebolt to set the bush on fire. Ooh, okay. Roll me an attack oh. roll. A 13. Um, okay, so you, you quickly raise your hand up. What does it look like when you cast this Fireball? I pull it up and then you see just the edges of my, uh, the fur on my palms singe at first and then just fires out a tiny little bolt of fire. Um, and this, this bolt zips through the, the bush in front of you, um, leaving a nice sizzling hole in it. And on the other side of this bush, you hear, <laughs> and then you hear a bit of retching and coughing from the bushes. Roll me some damage. Should be a D10, right. I think. Two. Two damage. Okay. In the bushes, you can hear the, here's this little lizard-like creature rolling around. Next up in the order is going to be them. Three more, you see three more rocks come hurtling out of the bushes and just kind of miss everybody. They don't look like they're even close to hitting anyone. Um, and you can hear the rocks like impacting on the trees behind you and the, the bushes. Alea, what do you do? Um, I probably stumble and trip trying to get up. Uh, so it's probably twice as long to like get up. Um, and then is... Uh, What's his name? Silas. Silas. I'm going to look at him and see what he's up to. He's tied up to a tree. His eyes are wide and he looks (laughs) terrified. Okay, I'll probably go and stand in front of him with my shovel in front of me. What is he doing? Well, he's tied to a tree. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, wanted to make sure he's still there. Are you going to do anything else? Because you would still have Um, an action and such. Can I do even do anything? If you want to. Up to you. Um, did what did by the time um, Tedward woke us up? Did we get any rest? Like, do I have any more spell slots? Um, I'm gonna say for the purposes of this, no. Um, okay. Assuming this combat ends and you guys rest the full way, I'll just hand wave and say that you guys get your stuff back because that's good fun. Okay, so then I guess. Um, I, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll just yell at them to cut it out. <laughs> Following uh, in Tedward's lead about yelling at them. I don't know what's happening, but stop it. <laughs> Roll me a persuasion check. Oh, God. Seven. Yeah. Um, from the bushes, you just hear the sound of vomiting. What? <laughs> <laughs> And well, that's an extreme reaction. Okay. <laughs> and while this this is happening, you see a skunk waddle out of the bushes in your direction, see everyone, and then take off running. What is happening? <laughs> We've been ambushed by skunk. your turn. I raid because <laughs> it took me a while for my small brain to realize just how hurt I was. <laughs> and I looked at my feet, and I see, like, the tooth that they got knocked down. And I'm... Starting to feel the pain, and I, I just bellow, <laughs> and I rush into the bushes from the towards the sound of the vomiting. Okay, um, you burst through the the bushes, and on the other side, you see a small little dragonoid creature. We, uh, us, the players, would know it as a kobold. On his back, there's a small wooden cage that is busted and broken, which you presume likely held the skunk. <laughs> And affixed all over this creature's belt are a bunch of, like, vials and flasks. And you can see him vomiting on the ground. And at his feet is a stick 
with a scorpion tied to the end of it with like a little rope. He doesn't I'm see you pick... and he's vomiting, presumably from skunk stench. Oh my God. Well, normally I would pity him, but, but I'm raging. So I pick him up by the ankles and I swing him as hard as I can at the nearest tree. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. Give me an attack roll. An attack roll? Okay. What does rage do to my attacks? Um, nothing if you get advantage on athletics checks. But I'm considering uh, this as an attack because you're trying to... Okay, rage. let's see what we got here. Uh, 15. Okay, roll me um, a d4 plus your strength modifier. A d4 plus my strength modifier is 6. 6, okay. Um, so you pick up this cold ball by his ankle and you hear him go... And as you swing him, you hear, as he swings through the air and kind of impacts on one of the birch trees. Um, Can we say he sprayed the other ones with vomit as he went? (laughs) Rolling a constitution check. Yeah, that happened. He rolled a two. No. Um, And you swing him and he like thuds against the tree and you hear like a little snap. And he just goes, (laughs) and you let him go and he kind of tumbles to the ground. Thurbash, you see a kobold. Oh, you were holding your action. Oh, I can actually see him. You can okay. see him being hit against the tree. I did <laughs> let it. Uh, well, yeah, I'm holding my action, so I'm going to Roll me let a chill off touch a, attack. Yeah, a chill touch. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, does a 10 hit? It does not. Um, we can chalk that up to how fast he's moving when Tedward swings him into the tree. Um, but your spectral hand this like skeletal ghostly grossness um, appears in the space right next to him and tries to grab him out of midair and it just grasps air and then shakes its fist. (laughs) It's like, what is going on? (laughs) And I'm going to um, try, I'm going to drop the, um, the blade that's Mm -hmm. in my hand. I'm going to grab the pack from behind my back. I'm going to spend my action searching for a candle in my bag. Oh, so you can see, yeah, I'd say, like, I so a, a torch, a this torch, is, not a candle. But a yeah, torch. this is a ward lore kind of thing. Um, at nighttime, if you're in open sky, it's generally considered dim light because of if your planet has rings around it, it's going to be really bright at nighttime. Oh, okay, um, I'm still going to look are, for a torch. Yeah, you guys are under tree see. cover, so you can see for maybe like five, ten feet, barely. Didn't I light a push up fire? Um, the bolts sizzled right through it. Oh, okay. I'm just imagining. Um, you sitting there trying to light a birthday candle over to see shit. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm spending my my turn looking for a torch in my bag, um, and I don't think I can light it. I have to light it as a bonus action next turn. But um, I'd say you can consume your action pulling it out of your bag and lighting it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna drop my bag, whip out a torch, and light it, so I can finally see something. Okay. And behind the tree line, you see Tedward standing there with two more of these small kobolds. Their scales are green, and you see one being slammed into a tree by Tedward. <laughs> what are you doing, Haley? You're up. Um. So, I see one get slammed into the tree. Does it go down immediately? No, it's hurt, but it's it cried out in pain and then kind of fell down to the ground. You can't really... Oh, so when it falls on the ground, you can't really see it through the bush, but you know it's there. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'll move about 10 feet closer and then fire again with the fire bolt. Um, give me an attack roll. Do you want to go through the bushes or stay in the camp? Stay in the camp. Okay, um, just give me another attack roll with disadvantage. Okay. That one was a 19 and the other one is a 
Six. Oh, okay. So you whip a firebolt through the bush and you hear it go, Ted, where you actually see it pass over your shoulder and just zip into the tree line. Um, <laughs> next up, Tedward, at your feet, you see these two small cobalt leg folks. One of them pulls out a dagger from his, his waist and go, put him down. And the second one reaches um, into a pouch and pulls out a wicker basket. And then tell throws, me that's full of beans. Throws the basket to the ground <laughs> as you see a swarm of centipedes come out of this basket oh and start crawling towards you. Can you roll me a d20? Sure. Three. <laughs> I have three centipedes. As these centipedes are swarming together, you watch them disperse immediately in all directions, and you hear the cobalt go, "Damn it!" <laughs> 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 the cobalt on the ground behind you oh my God. stands up and you feel um, um, you feel a gentle well you feel a little prick on your back but because of your rage you take no damage from it because it only deals one poison damage and then you take two poison damage as you feel this kind of throbbing on the back of your neck and you turn around and you see this little green scaled cobalt holding a stick with the scorpion on the end and he goes ha 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 um, Alea, next up. <laughs> so how many are there? Three. And it, 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 can I assess the situation to see if they're an actual threat at the moment? Um, roll me an insight check. Because this is just a mess. This is absolutely <laughs> just a mess. 22. Um, with that, okay. They can definitely hurt you. It's just they're not great at it. It's pretty <laughs> clear. Um. But they, they are definitely a threat at the moment. Do I know anything about them in terms of um, species-wise? So you've read about these creatures. They're called kobolds. They're tiny little, like, dragon folk type people. Some of them are kind of mean and violent and tribal, and others are, you know, normal people. You've actually seen one or two come into your parents' shop. Um, they wild, they vary wildly from person to person, but there's one thing that's consistent about all of them. They are weirdly creative and unpredictable i don't know what to do with that information um okay uh they're weirdly creative and unpredictable um how, how close are they to me hmm? um they're about and silas 15 feet away on the other side of the bushes 15 feet away okay um i guess i will hold my turn hold my action um, what are you holding for? I guess just to see if anyone comes into range, question mark? Okay. Um, for like a poison spray or something? Yeah. All or right. just shovel to the face. You know how it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> in that case, you hold your action until if one of them comes into the campsite. Tedward, what do you do? You have um, one cobalt looking at his feet in frustration as these centipedes are crawling away. Um one next to you with a dagger out, and then the one behind you with the scorpion on a stick. I'm going to reach under my legs and grab the one behind me and drag him through my five hole like a, like a swing dance maneuver okay. and use him, use him to hit the other two. Um, give me an athletics check. Athletics check, okay. I think I'm good at those. Got a plus five, so it's seven. You reach your hands backwards, like through your legs to try and grab him. And you feel like a hard whack on your fingers as the cobalt with the stick behind you goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
you can still attack if you'd like to. I'll consider that a bonus action to try and grab. Yeah, I'm just gonna launch myself backwards into him and try to smush him against the tree. Ooh, give me a attack roll. Fifteen. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. Yeah, just roll me a uh, a d4 plus All your strength. Right. D4 plus my strength. Uh, nine. Nine. Wait, hold on, hold on. That's that's not right. My strength modifier is plus three, so it's seven. You you swing your body backwards and smush him up against the tree that he was kind of bracing himself against, and you hear, and then when you pull away, the cobalt is on the ground unconscious, um, and you see the one who is who is holding the scorpion basket look at you, and start to take two steps backwards. He drops the scorpion basket. Uh oh. Um, third ash. What do you do? How many are standing? Um, two. And which one's the closest to me? The one with the basket or one, the one with nothing in his hands? Uh, the one with the dagger in his hands. Okay, I'm going to, um, w- with, uh, you know, I have a torch in one hand, but I'm going to cast Ray of Frost directly at the guy with the dagger. Okay, give me an attack roll. I'd say at this point you can see him peeking over the bushes because they're not really trying to hide anymore. All right, 16. Uh, that hits. Roll some damage. 1d8. He's going to take four points of cold damage and has his speed reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. Ooh, okay, so you you raise your hand up. What does it look like when you cast this spell? Um, so I've got a torch in one hand. I'm going to try and quickly do the somatic requirements with my other hand, and then I'm just going to flick my finger as a, uh, a small white beam, white bluish beam, like flicks off my finger uh, through the bushes towards him. You hear a yelp from this creature as you hit him right square in the jaw and his chin gets all frosted over and he goes, cold, cold. Hey, Lay, what do you do? All right, so there's still two standing, right? Two standing, one is shaking and backing away. All right, I go to the one that has been, uh, the one that's backing away. I try to get as close to him as possible. Okay, um, you can quickly move towards him just right through the bushes. And then I guess I'll, I wanted to try it, so I'll just... Take out the cat shorts, the sword with our cat friend in it, and swing it at him. Hey, Lay, what did you roll? A five. You leap through the bushes with this sword, and the kobold with the dagger, who has this kind of frost on his jaw, he sees you, and when you swing the sword forward, he goes, Lurp! <laughs> ducks down, and it just whiffs over his head. Um, <laughs> in response, this kobold... I can't wait for it to kill me right here, right now. He reaches into his bag and pulls out, like, um, a, a burlap bag and looks at you, smiles, and just throws it at you. What's your armor class? Twelve. Um, at a near miss, you duck, and you see this bag fly over your head. And as it does, you hear as it <laughs> into the woods on the other side of the campsite. And then you hear the sound of a swarm of bees. Can you roll me a d20? Sure. Seven. Yeah, so in the distance you hear a swarm of bees, and then you look at the kobold, and his grin is now turned into a frown. Tedward, um, since you're within melee range of this other um, kobold in front of you, he pulls out a dagger and just takes a quick stab at you. What's your armor class? Fourteen. Fourteen, okay. As he does, he just starts swinging the dagger wildly in your direction. It's not effective at all. He's not even coming close to hitting you. But he goes, give me your stuff! And he stabs forward, and he's not even... Did he say stuff or staff? Stuff. Give me your staff! 
Okay. And he's like, he does the last lunge and it stops about two inches short of your chest. And he goes, um, what do you do? Um, I am going to hurl my wooden shield in that general direction, (laughs) hoping to hit the kobold's feet. So they knock some down. Um, there are bushes in the way. That'll be a little tricky. Give me a attack roll with disadvantage. Um, um, she's, you know what? That's all she can do. Uh, attack roll. Oh no, what do I click for the wooden shield? Um, just roll me, just roll a d20 and add your dex modifier. It's an improvised weapon, so. It's a five. It's a five. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, you throw it and you just watch it wedge in the bushes. It got stuck halfway there. I'm surprised it even got halfway. Next up, Tedward, you have one kobold in front of you, slowly backing, like moving backwards, and another one on your right. What do you do? I want to just pick up the guy who tried to stab me and just start strangling him. Okay. <laughs> oh my. Give me an athletics oh check. What is that? Athletics check? Yeah, because you're trying to grapple him. Okay. Those are all the same. It's a very athletics heavy game. 15. 15. Um, he tries to dodge out of the way, and you just quickly grab him by the, the throat and lift him up off the ground, and he's just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, now I'll make an orange juice. <laughs> Are you trying to, like, choke him out? Yeah, I'm squeezing. Okay, give me, you've already have him grappled. Roll me a d4. Any modifiers on that, or just a d4? Uh, plus your strength. Okay. Uh, five. Five. Um, he's like, you can feel his little tiny nails and claws digging into your, um, hand as you're like holding him by the throat and you see his face is slowly turning blue and he's going, okay, 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 please, please stop, stop, stop. Um, what color is he normally? Green. Okay. Um, next up in the order, Thurbash. How far is the one that's backing away? Um, currently in Tedward's hands. The one that's backing away is the one that is in yeah, Tedward's so Ted, hands? Yeah, so Tedward would be blocking your view. Okay, and then what about the other, the one to Tedward's right? Can I see that one, or am I... Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I can see him. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right, I'm going to drop the torch uh, about maybe a foot in front of me, so I'm no longer holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to cast Witch Bolt and zap Ooh. that little mother hover <laughs> into next year. Give me an attack roll. That is a 14. Oh, um, so you raise your hand up. What does it look like when you cast the spell? So I uh, grab a small twig of a tree that's been struck by lightning, mm-hmm. um, which is like in my side pouch. And I'm going to kind of like hamamaya, <laughs> put my hands together and just, yeah! From this, this branch, you see cracks in it glow with like a, a hot blue light. Um, and from it, a burst of lightning launches out into the bushes. And you hear a kobold yelp out and go, ah! and then you hear as he's being electrocuted. Roll me some damage. <laughs> All right. Hopefully this will just outright take care of him. Oh, no, it won't. That's three damage. <laughs> okay. He hasn't gone down, but he's still being shot. Next up in the order, Haley. All right. So there's just the one being choked to death and one in front of me, right? Yep. All right. I'm upset with the one in front of me for throwing bees at me. That's uncalled for. So I'll use my newest spell. Ooh. Cast Ray of Sickness on him. Ooh, okay. Give me an attack roll. Uh, 14. Definitely hits. All right. Haley kind of just reaches out and gets his fingertips as far as close as he can. And then just a green light just like kind of like gently 
strokes the side of its face. Oh my god, that's creepy. <laughs> Roll me 2d8. One. Uh, seven. You see where you, um, where you, like, stroked his face? The skin on his face starts to turn, like, this dark black, like it's withering a little. Um, and he starts coughing, and he just falls down to the ground. Um, and as he does, he goes, I give up, I give up, okay, okay, he puts his hands out. Um, and Tedward, the other one, who's currently in your grasp, he puts his hands up in the air and he goes, you win, you win, okay? Uh, next up is Alea, what do you do? Do I see Tedward choking out this little, little, little guy? Yeah, you see this going down. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run up behind him. Okay. And not... To do damage. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use my shovel to just like like tap his head to be like, put him down. Okay, how would Ted would react to this? Probably be really confused. <laughs> and I would like, since I'm a farmer, that's like my background, I would instantly be just taken aback by the misappropriation of a tool. And my rage would just evaporate. And I'd immediately <laughs> drop the cobalt. Then it'd be like, you know, that's for digging furrows for planting crops, right? You know, with that. I'm just going to nod at him and then look at the col- the cobalt on the floor. Um, uh, he's plopped down on the ground. He's breathing heavily. He's like, <sighs> his face is slowly turning to a greenish color. Does he have any weapons on him? Not at the moment. There's a dagger on the ground at his feet. Define okay. weapons. He probably has a bunch of woodland creatures. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up the dagger. Um, at this point, I think initiative is broken. Um, the one on the ground, he looks over the other cobalt and goes, "They're really strong." And the one in Tedward's feet goes, "Yeah, yeah, they are." But cobalt immediately starts reaching in his bag and pouring, pulling out stuff, um, and putting it on the ground at your feet, Tedward. <laughs> he puts out a little green vial with a cap on it. Another one that has is like this reddish kind of fluid that he puts on the ground. Um, he pulls out another wicker basket and then a little clay pot that looks like it has some kind of green goop in it. And he goes, here, you can take everything. Please don't hurt us. We are so sorry. <laughs> and he pulls out a pouch and puts it down and you hear what sounds like maybe two coins. Why, why, why even have a pouch at that point? <laughs> wow. That's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny creatures, they may not have enough pocket space. You have enough pocket space for centipedes? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I'm, what is this stuff? It's my, my weapons and inventions. Aww. <laughs> big guy, we, we were hoping to knock you out and just take your stuff. Um, that escalated really fast. You threw bees at us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Is that one guy I smooshed dead, or is he just knocked out? (laughs) He's knocked out. He's knocked out. Um, dead. You gushered him. While while he's laying there, you hear the bushes stir, and he goes, "Oh my god!" And he's holding his head. (laughs) Poor little bastard some time and just pick up everything that's in front of me and kind of rearrange my bag again. Can yeah. I see what's it? What's his stuff? Thurabash's stuff? No, uh, the, the cobalt. Oh, yeah. The cobalt. Um, you can pick it up if you want to. Um, I will pick it up. Okay, so it's a vial of acid, a jar of alchemist's fire, 
a basket, um, and when you kind of tilt the lid, you see a swarm of centipedes. No. Um, there's a little clay pot full of green slime, and that's it. How did you get the centipedes in there? Bait. Bait. I what do centipedes there. eat? What baits a centipede? Could Google search? <laughs> <laughs> bugs, bugs, spiders, you know, icky stuff. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna pick up their their money pouch and I'm gonna place one of my gold pieces in it, and then I'm gonna hand him back all the stuff. Um, no, no, you, you big ass, you take, you take it, you beat us up, you win, you take it. That's how this works. Alaya's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just gonna look around, very confused at the others. Is this how this works? I, I haven't been in a fight. They're all nodding the their law heads. The law of the forest. They're all nodding their heads. Yeah, I've heard of this. <laughs> I think so. I, I'm I, dying to know what the book is saying. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> I don't want to take their stuff. Pretend well, to take it. Well, um, the cobalt on the ground stands up and he goes, We are going to live and go very far from here. Probably for the best. I what think about... we can declare this a draw. <laughs> you hear the, As you I hear say the one this, on I'm... the ground behind you cough, and there's clearly blood on the ground, and he goes, yeah, a draw. I'm trying to, like, put the tooth back in my jaw as I say this. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a mess. Um, I, I, I'm going to just still try to insist that they take at least some of their stuff, like the centipedes. Um, we don't need that he's, he's, in the, the slime. The kobold's looking at all the stuff, and he... Roll me a persuasion check, I think. That's how we solve If it's this. a draw, they can keep their stuff. Do you say this, Deadward? That's why I said it the first time. Okay, give me um, give me a persuasion check with advantage. Who? Um, either of you. You or My Leia. persuasion check would not be, would not be valuable. <laughs> you should do it. I mean, mine might be the best. Do you want me to persuade them? <laughs> I could I could intimidate them. I could just scream at them. <laughs> Take yourself. I mean, do you guys want it? I Elia doesn't want it. No, I'm um, good. what did you roll? Um a negative of of a natural one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um maybe one. it's Tedward's imposing presence, but you see him, you see the the cobalt who looks like he's in charge. Um his horns are the tallest out of the three of them. He reaches into his um, one remaining pouch and pulls out another little tiny sack and puts it on the ground. And you hear a couple more coins jingle. And then he runs off into the bushes. Alea's <laughs> uh, going to look after him and then look at, look at the party. And she's going to say, well, now I feel like a bully. And that, then... That's your takeaway from that? <laughs> yes. They did hit him very hard with rocks. I, oh, I smile to... and my missing tooth is like <laughs> kind of in there. Can I try mending on that? <laughs> mending is for objects and stuff. You might be able to heal yeah, it. You'll probably just the... fuse it to another tooth and give me a mega tooth. <laughs> do, do I have my slots? The tooth is an object now. That's all I'm um, saying. You do not yet, but you still have your your healy thing that you just got. My healy thing. Yeah, the druid thing. The, oh yeah, the, yeah. the bomb of the summer court. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. 
I'll do that for uh, Ted Word and his tooth and stuff. <laughs> okay, um, Ted Word, assume she sees you. I guess she sees you trying to put the tooth back in. And while it's in the <laughs> slot, she just kind of puts her hand. What, what does it look like when you do this? I don't know. Are you even aware that you could do it? No. I feel like she would try to be using cure wounds, but mm-hmm. because she doesn't have any slots, then they would like switch over to this like just like similar healing powers. Yeah, maybe you like reach up to put your hand on his shoulder to cure him. And to your surprise, it, it works. And when you pull your hand away, you see this golden glow underneath your palm, like in the veins and stuff like you did when you woke up. And Ted, where while you're kind of like trying to put this tooth, like just finagle it back in place, it just you feel it like seal back up and stick in. I really wish you had waited like five seconds. It was upside down. <laughs> no. So now has an upside down tooth. It's canon. Like the roots, the roots are uh. like jaggedly sticking out. No. <laughs> oh, that's gonna take some getting used to. <laughs> oh god. Alaya's <laughs> just gonna sit there and she's gonna raise up her her. Um, shovel, and she's gonna be like, "You want me to? You want me to get it out again?" No, no, <laughs> I don't need you just disgracing that farm implement again. <laughs> um, so after all the kobolds are gone, you see a pile of little stuff that each one of them left on the ground. One has a bag of silver that, upon opening, has like twenty-five silver pieces, and then inside there, there's also like. 20 gold pieces and That's like five copper. Yeah. How many idiots did they manage to rob <laughs> with an arsenal of vermin and invasive species? I feel like the skunk could have done some damage if it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it, it literally poison. <laughs> you also find a bag filled with stink bugs. When you open it, you can clearly tell that it's bad. If they crush this, it would probably make you sick. And one of them in his little, like, makeshift knapsack had a crossbow with one bolt. How did they throw those rocks? (laughs) Were they just really willpower? They're just really good pitchers. It's like (laughs) cobalt baseball team, you know. Damn, they took out, like, a third of my health. If you had better vision, you would have seen him wind up with a real good pitch. Yeah, damn. If you didn't roll a zero in your perception check, you might have heard them. Pumping each other up. (laughs) The Girl. one who hit me played varsity <laughs> softball or something. Cool ball chase Utley. God. Um, how do we want to split up this stuff? I don't even know what the stuff is. Most of it's not desirable at all. Like, what are we going to... 20 gold, 20 silver, um, a, centipedes. A jar of acid, a jar of acid, alchemist fire. We leave those fire. centipedes in there long enough, they'll and turn into green, millipedes. Green. I know how this works. <laughs> I know. Oh, and the stink bugs, too. We should probably wait till the morning and just throw those into the woods. The centipedes and the uh, stink bugs. Oh, <laughs> you want to throw the gold them. into the woods? No, just to chuck them. Return them to their natural into habitat. The mm-hmm. That was such a mess. I'm glad it was Tedward that got hit with those rocks. If, if <laughs> yeah, anyone right? else. Anyone else. <laughs> fucking die. Hey there, listeners. I know this is a bit rude to just interrupt your show like that, so I'll keep this short. Our community is very small right now, like microscopic, and we can use every bit of help we can get. If you enjoyed the show or have any feedback for us, give us a rating or review on iTunes or Google Podcasts. 
Good or bad, we want to know what you think. Every little bit helps our community grow, and we want you to love listening to this show as much as we love making it. You can find us in a bunch of other places too, which we've laid out for you pretty plainly on our website, www.toapodcast.com. There you can find our Facebook page, our community Discord, and a bunch of other cool stuff like our brand new storytelling blog, which just released an article last week. We release episodes every other Friday, so I'll be seeing you again on May 17th. Don't forget to subscribe so you can find out exactly when all of our content drops. Enjoy the show. To recap, the four of you are standing in Silas's makeshift camp in the, life, the White Leaf Wood. And at your feet is a pile of what seems to be random junk and contraptions left by these kobolds as they fled into the woods. Um... You've acquired a wicker basket filled with centipedes, a vial of acid, a jar of what you now know as alchemist's fire, um, a small sack of gold coins, roughly 25 coins were in there, along with 10 silver and 3 copper. Um, Whoever these guys were, they made a killing before they found you. Yeah, we felt sorry for them. They probably murdered people. (laughs) There's a discarded stick on the ground that has a cor- scorpion tied to the end of it that is just kind of struggling to escape. Aww. And Kill along it. with that, you have a clay pot filled with some weird green slime. Um, and there's also a small knapsack on the ground. Upon opening it, inside you see a handful of iron daggers, two or three of them. Um, they're pretty old and rusted waiting for the car to pass. They're pretty old and rusted, um, and along with that, you find a scroll all wrapped up. um, And upon unfurling it, you find a crude, hand-drawn map of the Whiteleaf Wood. You can clearly see that just kind of looking at it and remembering where the river was, there's an X on the map that says Old Camp. It's marked off with a big fat red x on it and you kind of now have a lay of the land of this region but one thing sticks out to you off to the northeast closer to the river the main river not the one you guys went through you see there's a big circle and on it in common you just see the words bad um and then there's a big x through it let's go there what do you guys do we go there. How, how far <laughs> is it? We should go there. Um, I was just going to check on Silas and then also maybe try to check on Igni, but I don't know how to communicate with him, so I'm just going to be like, Igni, are you doing all right? Um, you hear Igni's voice in your head go, that was interesting. Pretty epic, huh? Yes, that, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> okay, and how's Silas? Um, Silas is... Still tied, obviously. Um, it looks like he's actually managed to spit the turnip on the ground. And he goes, who, who the hell was that? Who was that? Um, potato salesman. You're telling me that was a potato salesman. Foreign uh, potato salesman. Um, <laughs> roll me a deception check. Like, <laughs> just sir, like. I'm good at these. At least I think I'm good at these. I, I'm not proficient at these, but I'm good at these. <laughs> that is a 24. Oh, nice. That's a natural 20 plus 4. Oh, my God. Um, his, his, eyes, his eyes are a little big, and he goes, 
Well, okay. Alright. That's, uh, weird. And why, why did you kill them? We, we did not them. kill them. They're selling we... bad potatoes. Oh, oh, good, good. I, th- I thought you killed them. No, they, they left. Um, they left. <laughs> Look, can, can you untie me now? I, I'm not gonna run. Can't inside check. <laughs> Roll me an inside check. He will run. And you get to mangle him. I'm gonna inside check that too, because I call bullshit. Okay. Nine! Nine. Hold on, I need to find out what my insight is, because it's minus two. I got a three. <laughs> <laughs> I trust him implicitly. <laughs> Tedward. As the words leave his mouth, even you know he is a liar. Jesus. Damn. Um, wow. I dig He's through a my bag a larger root vegetable. <laughs> wait, 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 where, where, where are we going? But as a rutabaga like, here. As you're leaning forward with the rutabaga, where, where are we going? Rutabaga. I'm going to take the map. I'm going to flip <laughs> it around. I'm going to point to the circle that says bad. We are going here. Where the fuck is that? Good question. We're going here. It's that, bad. That, that map says bad. Why would you go there? Well, we're looking for a bad guy. Okay. We we need to go there. Please. Just we will be okay. You, on the other hand, I'm just kidding. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I knew it. They weren't being naive. They were threats. <laughs> um, Silas goes. Oh, okay. Did we untie him? We cannot promise that you will not be harmed, but we can promise that you will not die. That seems like a fair judgment. Oh, okay. I guess, I mean, I don't have much of a choice. Unless I mean, you piss the potatoed one off, that is. The potatoed one. He looks to you, Tedward. You know, I have plenty of other things besides potatoes. The vegetable one. Is is that better? <laughs> yeah. Alea, in your head you hear Igni's voice say, Can we just kill him? Igni, we're above that. We're finding justice. Fine. Uh, and no one else can hear it, right? Igni's yep. talking to me, so I'm just talking out loud to myself. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, I will cough. <clears throat> Onward! Someone untie him. I believe it might be best for us to rest first. I, I, I'm unsure about you, but Hele looks rather frazzled. Yeah, our rest got interrupted. We should finish that off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, whose turn was it to take the sleep? Or take the guard, sorry. Take this. I think it was the third watch, and none of us discussed that. Well, no, we were in the middle of Tedward's watch when all the kobolds came in. Yeah, I got beamed in the face in the middle of my watch. They fixed your tooth, you're fine. Barely. Barely fixed, it's upside down. (laughs) Is Um, it still a tooth? Yeah, it's still a tooth, but it's not fixed. It still works, then. It's what? It's improved. (laughs) Um... So okay, just um, everybody roll me a quick survival check. Okie doke. Twenty-two. Uh, Thirteen. Eighteen. Five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I didn't survive. <laughs> well, Tedward's watch is over, thankfully. Um, the rest of you kind of take shifts to go through your watch and it goes pretty uneventful. Um, you wake up early the next morning um, to kind of feel um, the warmth of the morning sun on your face. 
And you can see clear as day as Silas is still tied to the tree. Totally asleep. Rutabaga in his mouth. Aww. Um, what do you guys do when you awake in the morning? Stretch and check on my pocket plans. Okay, roll me a quick nature check. Natural one. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> um, they seem fine. You're good. <laughs> they're a little droopy, but that just means they're like happy. You're good. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna uh, take an inset stick out of my bag, and for like the first ten to twenty minutes, while everyone's getting ready and waking up, I'm gonna do a small prayer ritual by one of the trees. Read okay. from my prayer book. Be a good little holy tree treeling. Holy boy. Okay. Holy um, boy. You guys see Thurbash doing this. <laughs> um, what did you do with the sword? Uh I put it in my pack. We're gonna we're gonna say I put it in my pack, and so it's in the pack. And the handle might be ever so slightly sticking out. Okay, I think that's fine. Um, it, it might just look like you have a weird walking stick or something poking out of there. Um, question. Yeah. Not a question. I would like to get my spells ready. Um, what does that look like? I've never had someone roleplay this before, so this is cool. I, I didn't even think about what I would do. Um, I guess she would do it during meditation when mm -hmm. she's trying to fix her plans. So she's probably just mumbling to herself and like maybe writing down a few things in her little... A uh, scrolled notebook. It's all self-motivation. Exactly. Um, okay. Um, so both of you spend a brief time in the morning kind of collecting yourselves and doing your plant-based prayer or meditation. Um, <laughs> and you're good to go for the day. Tudward, I have a question for you. What would the note, your, um, your notebook, the floating notebook, what would it write about what happened last night? It would... Probably write it like it was a lot more dramatic, like just bump the kobolds up to like a creature, a couple size categories up. There were more of them. So like dragon folk or like dragon. Yeah, it, it would just exaggerate everything, but it was sufficiently dramatic to its satisfaction that it didn't have to fabricate anything other than the nature of the enemies that we fought. Okay. Um, with that in mind, can you roll me a wisdom saving throw? Sure can. Oh, my wisdom is not hot tamales. Gotta say, my wisdom is minus two. And I crit failed anyway, so... Okay, um, what's your intelligence score? <laughs> boy, oh boy. You really know how to play to my strength. It's minus one. Minus one, okay. Um, so, Tedward, overnight, um, you have a brief dream remembering about this combat. Um, and you're not sure when or how, but halfway through this dream... The kobolds weren't kobolds anymore. They were dragonborn. They were raiders. They were bandits from a nearby tribe of a warlord who has been terrorizing every town along the entire valley. And when you wake up in the morning, your memory of the kobolds has been overwritten. They weren't kobolds. Like, that's not how it happened. Oh, boy. As our adventurers journey deeper into the treacherous white leaf wood, our view blurs into shifting hues of brown and black as we descend below the depths of the ground beneath their feet. 
The smell of stagnant water fills the air as we find ourselves in a darkened cavern far from this lonely camp. Bones and withered gray-skinned bodies line the floor of this chamber, and the stench of rot overwhelms our senses. Among the dead lie the weakened body of a man. In the small bit of light filtering in from the clearing above, we can see, illuminated, the tint of pale blue skin caked with dirt and grime and his white hair dances on a breeze of its own making. A single cough breaks the silence of this unhallowed ground as Irnan Thistledown awakens, and his distress echoes off the stony walls of this cavern. Fear and pain fill his eyes once more as we see a ribbon of brilliant golden light leave his open mouth and coalesce into the blackened, corrupted roots of this great birch tree. In this final moment, Irnan's body falls still as he falls deep asleep once again, his breathing labored and heavy. On this night, he clings to what little life he has left as the great birch of white leaf feeds on its prey once more. everybody. Thanks for sticking around to the end, and I hope you enjoyed the show. When all is said and done, those kobolds, kind of cute in a weird, you know, I feel bad for them sort of way. I'm happy they weren't murdered, and I hope their skunk's okay. Keep an eye out for our next blog article next Tuesday, which you can find at www.toapodcast.com. Remember, if you enjoyed the show, please drop us a rating and a review on iTunes, and it'll help the show grow. Anyways, I'll see you when our next episode launches on May 17th. Stay safe and see you soon.